Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Wheaties presents Dangerous Assignment. On stage tonight from Hollywood, Dangerous Assignment, another in the Wheaties' big parade of exciting half-hour presentations. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Yeah, danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though, trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to involve my trying to poke a hole in the Iron Curtain with just one weapon, a little white pill. Morning, Commissioner. Steve, Bill Sorensen was arrested in the Balkans the other day. Bill Sorensen? He and I used to be roommates at the Naval Academy. I know. That's why you're elected. Elected to what? Sorensen was arrested on charges of espionage. His trial started today. He's confessed to a lot of things, among them being a member of Naval Intelligence. What? Now, look. If Sorensen were a member of Naval Intelligence, that's the last thing in the world he'd ever admit, Commissioner. I know. Now, Steve, we think Sorensen's under the influence of a certain drug. We think it's a new one that makes you say anything you've been told to say. Now, if we're right, if that's the drug that's being used, here's the antidote. This little white pill. Sounds like a lot of ifs, Commissioner. I know, but that's all you've got to work on, Steve. All I... Hey, now, wait a minute. You're not trying to tell me I'm supposed to go over to the Balkans and give Sorensen this pill, are you? Yes, he's being held in a jail in the city of Zava. Hmm. <laughs> Look, isn't there anyone who can help me? Yes. Here's a torn page out of a book, Steve. Take it to the Benesh bookshop in Zava. You'll find help there. Now, Steve, get over there. Administer the antidote to Sorensen, and then get him and yourself out of there if possible. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck. Dangerous assignment will continue in just a moment. But first, a word from Frank Martin, the Wheaties man. Say, speaking of Wheaties, breakfast of champions. If you've got a small baseball player around your house, the kind who comes in from the corner lot barely in time for supper, we've got a message for him. It's from Jackie Robinson, pride of the Brooklyn Dodgers, and a Wheaties fan. My advice on training, Jackie Robinson says, is to start young, 
Get lots of Wheaties, nourishing, swell eating. And you bet they are. Wheaties, nourishing. Vitamins, minerals, food energy. You can't beat whole wheat for nourishment. And you can't beat Wheaties for whole wheat. For kids, for grown-ups. There you are. Whole wheat flakes with milk and fruit. This champion recommends them. If you've got a growing-up champion on hand, dish them out and have some yourself, huh? Wheaties, breakfast of champions. Now, here is Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful, two-fisted government agent. Yeah, this is a job I'm going to love. I can see that already. Steve Mitchell, armed with a book page and a pill, saves the day. But the only thing that's worrying me is who's going to save Steve Mitchell. It's Tuesday when I get to the Benish bookshop in Zarva. I flash the torn book page to Benish, and he leads me into the back room. Here you are, Mitchell, the floor plan of the prison. Study it carefully. <laughs> hey, brother. This makes Alcatraz look like a country club. Now, here is the cell on the third floor where Sorensen is imprisoned. On the floor, directly below, is the courtroom where his trial is being held. Yeah, and here's the nearest outside door on the ground floor below the courtroom. Yes, at five o'clock this afternoon, there will be a truck outside the door. But it can only stay there for three minutes. The trial will continue all afternoon. If you and Sorensen can get to that door around five, you can make your escape in that truck. Well, you told me how to get out of the place, but you've omitted a couple of small details like how am I going to get into the place and how am I going to slip this pill to Sorensen? How you give him the pill will have to be up to you, Mitchell. But this camera and these forged identification papers identify you as an employee of World Photos and you will be given admittance to the trial. I see. Uh, look, have you any idea what Sorensen found out that they didn't want him to know? I do not know. But you had better get over to the prison, Mitchell. You have no time to lose. Remember, the truck will be waiting outside the gate at five this afternoon. May I have your attention, please? Quiet! Please. Thank you. Allow me to introduce myself to the press. I am Colonel Mitro, commandant of this prison. Now, I have gathered your reporters and photographers together in order to examine your papers. Uh, you, sir, I will start with you. Me? Yes, your papers, please. Oh, well, here they are. Mm. So, yes, they appear to be in order. One moment while I check my list. Uh, yes. Your name is on it. Here is your pass, which will admit you to the trial. Thank you, Colonel. One moment, please. What's the matter? Matter? <laughs> Nothing is the matter. Hmm? I merely wish to inform you that one of your colleagues is here. My colleagues? Yes, another representative of World Photos. Oh, oh I see. Well, it's a pretty large outfit, Colonel, and I... Uh, there she uh, is over there. Miss Travnik. Oh, look, don't bother. I... You called me Colonel Mitro? Yes. Here is a colleague of yours, Miss Travnik, Mr. Mitchell. Oh, really? You will excuse me now. I must examine the rest of the credentials. Uh, you over there, may I see your face? Your face looks familiar, Mr. Mitchell. 
I believe we have met before, haven't we? I uh, don't know, have we? Perhaps in Vienna last year. Um, yeah, yeah, perhaps. How long have you been working for World Photo? Oh, not very long. How about you? Five, six years. Strange. We should have run into each other several times, both working for the same company. Well, it's a, sort of a big outfit, you know. Oh, yes, but even so... All your papers are in order, ladies and gentlemen. And now, if you will follow me, I would like to conduct you on a brief tour of our prison. We want all of you people to see what a model prison this is. How every comfort is provided for each prisoner. In our spotless kitchen down there at the end of the hall are prepared tasty and nourishing meals which... Uh, <laughs> here, you will be able to see and judge for yourselves. Krupal. Uh, yes, Colonel? Krupal, show the people the fine food you are carrying on that tray. Uh, yes, Colonel. There. As you see, ladies and gentlemen, it is quite a tasty lunch. Uh, to which prisoner are you taking this tray, Krupa? Uh, to the self-confessed spy and enemy of... Uh, the enemy of... Uh, enemy of the people, Krupa. Enemy of the people, Colonel. Yes. You see? We show mercy even to confessed spies like this Sorensen. You may go now, Krupa. Hey, thank you, Colonel. And now we will resume our tour. On the right, you see the administration offices. Notice how clean and efficient. And on the left... Hey, Krupa. Yes? Uh, would you like to have your picture taken? My picture? Oh, but of course, that would be nice. Sure. Servant of the people carries food to enemy of the people. Here. Now, just hold it a second like that. Yeah. There. Oh, now, wait, you, wait, wait, wait a minute. I want a, one of you without the tray. Here, I'll take it. Huh? That sure looks like a good lunch, stew, hot tea. I'll just set the tray on the floor. And have a... Oh, oh please be careful, oh, sir. That's okay. I just spilled a little tea into the saucer. I'll pour it back. There we are. Oh, I hope it is all right. The colonel would be furious if anything happened to that specially prepared lunch. Specially I... prepared? Why, I thought these were the kind of meals you served all the time, even to the enemies of the people, Krupak. Uh, why, why, yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> I forgot. Mr. Mitchell. Huh? Oh, Colonel Mitro. Mr. Mitchell, may I inquire what you are doing? Why, just snapping some pictures of Krupak here. Uh, no harm was intended, Colonel. It is the firm policy of this prison that all members of the press will stay together. Under my supervision. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry, Colonel. Well, let's resume the grand tour. We finish the tour, then go into the courtroom to wait for the trial. I'm sweating it out, wondering if Sorensen has drunk the tea I'd slipped the pill into, and if so, how long before the antidote will take effect. Then a husky guard leads Sorensen into the courtroom. They sit him down about six feet from me. I have to keep my camera covering part of my face because if Sorensen is still under the effect of the drug and spots me, he'll probably spill all about me. A gent with a face like a vulture starts hammering questions at Sorensen, and his answer sounds like he's reading them out of a book. Is that not true? Yes. Now, Mr. Sorensen, it is also true that you own a marine construction company. Yes, it is true. Now, this company undertakes the construction of various piers and also repairs boats. Yes. 
But actually, this company is but a front for your espionage activities directed by you. Yes, that is true. Now, uh, tell the court the exact nature of your espionage activities. I spied on ship movements at the waterfront. Mm -hmm. I also kept records of, uh, of troop movements. Go on. I, I spied Go on. No. Wait a minute. I, what am I saying? I... No, that's not, that's not true. I, I've never done any spying. Prisoner will confine him. Oh, I'm not a spy. I run a legitimate business. I've never engaged in this. Order! Order! Take your hands off. Take the prisoner. I tell you, I'm not a spy. The courtroom's in an uproar. The guards yank Sorensen out of his seat. And just then our eyes meet. Sorensen droops one eyelid for a second and then turns to go. The antidote has worked. He's okay now, and now is my chance. I shoulder my way through the crowd into the hall. A lot of people are milling around. I get to Sorensen and the guard just as they reach the elevator. What do you want? Stand back. Sorry, Buster. <clears throat> Come on, Sorensen. Let's get to the elevator. Fast. Okay, Steve. Oh, brother, am I glad to see you. What happens? They had your drug bill. I slipped an antidote into the tea they brought you. Look, our only chance is to get to the ground floor and out to the truck at the gate before they sound the alarm. Here we are. Good. The hall's deserted. They're probably still milling around upstairs. Come on. That door down at the end of the hall, Steve. Does that lead outside? Yeah. There should be a truck waiting there for us. Here we are. Oh, great. It's locked. What? Yeah. And it was supposed to be open. Steve. Nothing. Somebody's unlocking the door from the outside. Yeah, brother, we better get lost. All right, here they are. My guard and another one with him. Come on. Soldier, yes, both of you. We will not hesitate to shoot. So, you would escape, huh? But the little plan did not work. And now you will have a cellmate, Mr. Sorensen. Wheaties now. Are you with them? All over this big, wide country, people are going to be shaking the Wheaties into the cereal bowls tomorrow morning. All over the country. In big houses, little houses, penthouses, ranch houses. Because all different kinds of people, no matter what they do, know that a good breakfast can help them do it better. If you're going to do the ironing tomorrow, or if you've got a tough day ahead, do it better all morning with the help of Wheaties for breakfast. Yep, first you need your Wheaties. Farmers can farm better, drillers can drill better, plumbers can plumb better with a better breakfast. You start with these likable little flakes of whole wheat, and you work better all morning long. Crisp, and they're crackling with energy. Fresh, and they're bouncing with nourishment. Just pour the Wheaties into the bowl, sugar them, cream them, strawberry them if you want to. See if you don't feel the difference. Tomorrow, start with Wheaties and work happy. <laughs> Now, back to Dangerous Assignment and Steve Mitchell. We have done well, Varys. We have captured not only Sorensen, but the man who was helping him escape. The colonel will be pleased with us. Run, tell him at once. I will hold my gun on these two while you're gone. Very well. Well, thanks for the try anyway, Steve. That's okay. I'm sorry it didn't work out. But it will, Mitchell. Huh? Go quickly. Hey, what do you mean? 
Hey, wait a minute. Don't tell me you're the boy that they told me would help me inside the prison. Yes, when you grabbed Sorensen from me at the elevator, I was not expecting you would hit me so hard. What? That is why it took me so long to get down here and open the door for you. Oh, brother, now I've seen everything. But you must hurry. The truck is waiting for you over there. Yeah, I see it. Okay, guard. Thanks a lot. One moment. Huh? Hit me. Again? I must have some reason for allowing you to escape. Hurry, you have not much time. As soon as they discover you got away, they will set off the alarm. Well, okay. This is a pretty poor way to show my appreciation, but thanks. Anyway, <coughs> come on, Sorson. We spot the truck outside, dive into it, and roar through the prison gates. A siren splits the air, and the gates climb shut behind us. We turn into the highway, and I scan the accelerator down to the floorboard. <laughs> Sure give a lot for an automatic pilot, Miss Buggy, right now. See, I'm okay, just a little broken glass in the face. There, we're out of sight for a little while now, but they'll be coming after us. We've got to ditch this car and take off to the city on foot. Listen, they're coming after us, all right. Hey, wait a minute. Those low-hanging trees on the side of the road. Steve, watch it. Tree trunk ahead. I see it. You know, Steve, I thought we used to get into scrapes when we were plebes at the Naval Academy, but they didn't hold a candle to this. Yeah? Well, midshipman, you better come up with an operation plan right now as to where we're heading. You got any ideas? Yeah, my fiancé's brother. He's a black market operator, has a hideout in town. Well, lead the way. Steve, I've stumbled onto something hot. There's a Navy task force cruising in the eastern Mediterranean heading this way. You mean one of ours? That's right, and sometime tonight they're going to run into some mines. What? How do you know? Well, the other day I spotted a fishing boat down at the waterfront. It looked phony to me, so I did a little snooping. It was a mine layer. I got close enough to pick up a little of their conversation. Their plan was to lay a few mines in the path of the task force. Afterward, they could always claim they were floating mines from the last war. Oh, great. Look, have you any idea where they laid the mines? Well, from what I picked up, I think I could locate them on a chart, but somehow we've got to get word of that task force, Steve. Mm. Yeah, that isn't going to be easy. Here we are, Steve. Who is there? Sorensen. Sorensen. Quick, come inside. Okay, come on, Steve. Travnik, this is Steve Mitchell. He arranged my escape. But where is Eva? Eva, what do you mean? Well, I, I thought she would be with you. Why? Well, she said she had worked out escape plan for you. What? She went to the jail posing as photographer. She had little red truck with Wait her. Wait a minute. Eva Travnik. Yes, yes my, my sister. Uh, Sorensen's fiance. Holy smoke, that's the girl I met in the prison. She was posing as another representative of world photos. She was what? Yes, yes. She had little red truck, and she was going to try and arrange an escape. Steve, I'm going back there. They'll hold her as your accomplice. No, you're not. Eva's in trouble. I tell you, I'm going back. Don't be a fool. Get out of my way, Steve. Look, if anyone goes back there, it's going to be me. Well, you, but you can't... Look, look you've got to plot the position of those mines on a chart and get word out somehow. I'll see what I can do about Eva. But how can we get word out? They've probably got the telephone switchboard tapped. Yeah, and they probably got the depot covered, too. Wait a minute. Hey, why didn't I think of a Travnik's plane? What? Like I told you, Travnik here's a black market operator. He does a lot of flitting around undercover. 
He's got a little plane stashed out at a cow pasture just outside of town. Yes, yes. You see, Mitchell, I do not approve of the government in power here, so unknown to them, I make them pay me for the privilege of remaining in power. Well, if we could get out of here by plane, we might be able to contact the task force by radio. Travnik, I guess it's up to you. Look, you say you like to make the government pay you. Well, this would cost them plenty, but I'm afraid there wouldn't be any dough in it for you. Yeah, that's what bothers me. But... Uh... Men once told me there were other things in life besides money. Perhaps this will give me a chance to find out if he was right. Very well. I will try to get you out. Good. Write down the location of the cow pasture where you've got the plane. Sorensen, get out a chart and plot the position of those mines. You gonna go after Eva? I'm gonna try. You two, get out to the plane and get it warmed up. And if I'm not there in one hour, well, don't wait for me. I take back streets and cut across fields. Twenty minutes later, I get to the road outside the prison. They've set up a searchlight and a roadblock. And there are a long line of parked cars and trucks. The guards are checking them one at a time. I spot Eva's red truck, the third one back from the roadblock. I've got to act fast. Then I see a lieutenant in a heavy overcoat standing on my side of the road. I ease over. Oh, uh, Lieutenant. Who are you? One of the reporters covering the trial, Lieutenant, there's a body over here. A body? Where? Show me. It's uh, in the bushes. But I don't see any body. What is it? Right here, Lieutenant. It's going to be yours. I slip on the Lieutenant's coat and cap. Then I run over to Eva's truck and jump onto the running board. <gasps> what do you... Wait. It's Steve Mitchell. Yeah. Pull out a line and head for the roadblock. But they will stop us. Maybe not if they don't get a good look at me. Come on. All right. Keep going slowly. Straight ahead. Oh! All cars and trucks are to be checked. Colonel Mitro's orders. Oh, forgive me, Lieutenant. Proceed. Speed up. You know how to get to that cow pasture where your brother keeps his plane? Yes, Steve. Okay, head for it and don't spare the horses. There it is. They've moved it out of the barn. Come on, hurry. Eva! Eva, you okay? Yes, Bill. Get in, get in. Get Call in. Get in. Get in. Okay. All set? Yeah. Yeah, let her go. Hey, look ahead of us. On the field. Police cars. They must have followed you here. Oh, great. Four of them blocking the runway and a grove of trees behind us. That's it, brother. We're through. Here's why it's Wheaties, breakfast of champions. What are you doing tomorrow? Going to the factory? Getting to the shop early? Or just taking it easy with three kids in the house to clean? If you've got things to do tomorrow, start tomorrow with Wheaties, breakfast of champions. They're whole wheat flakes, and they give you whole wheat energy. Vitamins, minerals, proteins, too. All the good, work-speeding nourishment that whole wheat has to offer, you get in Wheaties. That's why, with milk and fruit, they help make a better breakfast that helps you do a better job. So look, tomorrow, next day, as soon as you can, get Wheaties onto the breakfast table. Be good to yourself. Have a bowl of Wheaties and feel the difference in the morning's work. Now, here is the conclusion of Dangerous Assignment. Dangerous Assignment.
Steve, what are we going to do? We can't take off. And who says we can? But those police cars are blocking the runway ahead. <laughs> so we will just go the other way, that's all. Full engine. Left, rather. Hey, what the... Hey, you're turning the plane around. Certainly. Now we taxi. Hey, you're heading right for those trees. Watch out. Oop, brakes. Uh, and right, rather. So... Look, there's a clearing in the trees. Well, certainly. In my business, one must prepare for such emergencies. Now, left, rather. Hey, well, what do you know? Another cow pasture on the other side of the grove. <laughs> this one I call my emergency runway. <laughs> well, I got to hand it to you, Travnik, but we're not off the ground yet. Uh, hold on, it's going to be bumpy takeoff. Steve, Steve, look back there. Gun flashes, they're shooting at us. Get down, Eva, Bill. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, the hole in the wing cuts down wind resistance, I suppose. Yeah, we're liable to collect more than a hole in the wing if you don't get this baby airborne soon. Eh? No sooner spoke than ditch. You better head for the coast, Travnik. Yes, yes, I agree. The sea air will be welcome change right now. Steve, I plotted the location of those mines, but how are we going to get in touch with that task force? Hand me that microphone, Travnik. Yes, sir. Here you are. Steve, what frequency are you going to try? That was, I was trying to remember. There's a, a an aircraft voice circuit that they always guard. 4-1-something. That's right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's 4 one um... Four one four five kilocycles. Yeah, yeah, I'll tune to it. How are you going to call them? We address them as U.S. Navy Task Force. They'll think it's a trick. I know. We don't have any idea what code name they're using. Uh, wait a minute. Huh? We'll tie it in with the Naval Academy somehow. What do you mean? Well, the name of a building or... Yeah, that's it. Look, Bill, you and I room together as plebes in Bancroft Hall. Maybe that'll work. I'll give it a try. Plebe to Bancroft Hall... Leave the Bancroft Hall. Over. I hope they're within range so they can receive us. I'll try it again. Leave the Bancroft Hall. Leave the Bancroft Hall. Over. Bancroft Hall, please. Hey! Bancroft Hall, please. Identify yourself. Over. Steve, they picked us up. Yeah. Leave the Bancroft Hall. If you've got a Navy register aboard, look up Steve Mitchell, class of 1935. But first, take this message. Mines, floating mines, at latitude 37 degrees, 33 minutes north, longitude 18 degrees, 26 minutes east. Repeat and over. Bancroft Hall of Cleve, latitude 37 degrees, 33 minutes north, longitude 18 degrees, 26 minutes east. Emergency turn nine, emergency turn nine. Oh boy. They must have been right on top of those mines, Bill. Yeah. I heard someone give an emergency turn signal. Oh, brother, that's too close. You know the frequency of the Zarva radio station, Travnik? Oh, certainly, but they have lousy programs, Mitch. Well, turn her around a bit and see if you can pick up a newscast. I'd like to see how we're doing. All right. 
You know, I'd sure hate to go through a routine like this every day. You can say that again. But we are safe now. And that is all that matters. Wait, 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 wait. Here is our radio station. Good evening, friends and comrades. This is Colonel Mitro speaking. Well, our old friend. I have been asked by the radio station to make a statement concerning the brazen and treacherous jailbreak this afternoon. Rest assured, the fugitives will be apprehended shortly. I'll hold your breath, Colonel. And I am happy to announce that the ringleader of the plot has been executed. A prison guard who turned traitor to the people. Steve! Turn it off, Travnik. That was our friend. Yeah. I was trying to help now he is dead. Yeah. And we think we went through a lot. Well, I hope he knows we got away. He must know. Yeah, well, one thing I know. As long as there are guys like him, that iron curtain's going to have a few holes in it. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell is written by Bob Reif with music by Basil Adlam and is produced and directed by Bill Karn. Join us again next Wednesday when Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell embarks on another dangerous assignment. And this is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you to listen next Monday night to Frank Lovejoy in Nightbeat on the Wheaties Big Parade. See you then. Going to bake a pie sometime soon? Make it with Crust Quick, the Betty Crocker pie crust mix. You know it's a tender, flaky crust that's at the bottom of every delicious pie. Sure as you use Crust Quick, and so easy. Just add water to Crust Quick. Mmm, and what pie crust? Tender crust, tasty crust, rich, short, lovely crust. Just like Betty Crocker makes, and you can make it. Just add water to Crust Quick. Crust Quick, the Betty Crocker pie crust mix. Tomorrow, Perry Como sings at the Supper Club on NBC. Wheaties presents Dangerous Assignment. On stage tonight from Hollywood, Dangerous Assignment, another in the Wheaties' big parade of exciting half-hour presentations. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though. Trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment is going to involve my trying to save the lives of several thousand people with just a ferry boat whistle, a window, and a hunk of tape. (laughs) 
Well, here he is, Commissioner. I found him slaving over a hot swimming pool. <laughs> Thanks, Ruth. Morning, Steve. Commissioner? I'll have his papers in order when you're through with him, Commissioner. Steve, what do you know about Istanbul, Turkey? Well, is that something like chicken a la king? You can take that up with their chamber of commerce the day after tomorrow. What? I'm flying to Turkey? You're practically airborne right now. What's the deal? Steve, with the Korean situation what it is, we're up against a giant conspiracy to discredit us in all parts of the world. And we've got to be on the alert against it, no matter how fantastic these attempts are. Last week, for example, we were accused of dropping potato bugs in eastern Germany to ruin the crop. Yeah, I guess you can call that fantastic, all right. Sure it is. But don't forget that a lot of people in this world have been brought up to believe what they're told. Yeah, but look, how does all this tie in with my flying to Istanbul? There's a radio commentator named George Champlin who's Mm -hmm. been touring the Near East. This morning, he called his headquarters here in the States to tell him he'd recorded something pretty hot on his tape recorder. Well, what was it? We don't know. He said over the phone that it affects our government directly and that whatever it was, it was going to happen Thursday. Then the connection was broken off and Champlin hasn't been heard from since. He said it was going to happen Thursday. Well, look, it's Tuesday now. I won't even get to Istanbul until Thursday. I know. It's cutting it off or close, but we can't help it. Now, Steve, this could be another of those attempts to discredit us. We've got to find out. Lieutenant Devrick of the Istanbul police is in charge in their end. Get over there. Work with him and find Champlin. And his roll of tape. Well, I said, you've got your assignment. Good luck. Dangerous assignment will continue in a moment. Now, here is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin. Isn't that a perfect name they thought up for him? Says just exactly what they are. Wheaties. There just isn't anything that sounds wheatier than that. Nothing that gives you more 100% whole wheat energy, either. The good kind that stays right in there with you all morning long. You just try it and see. Just see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. You get a bowl of Wheaties under your belt or apron tomorrow morning and see how the big Thursday chores all seem to turn out to be little ones. Dishes to do? Breeze right through them. Tough customer to call on? Nothing to it. Papers to carry, ball game to win, they're all going to seem a lot, lot easier with Wheaties Vitamins and Minerals helping you out. So tomorrow for sure, see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. That's the swell thing about my job. I'm always fighting the hour hand. All I have to do is fly five or 6,000 miles to Turkey and find a guy named George Champlin and his tape recording the day I get there. Well, my plane lands at Istanbul, and I head for the police station. Lieutenant Deverick is roosting behind his desk, staring glumly at two natives who are squirming uneasily in their chairs across from him. I am afraid you are too late, Mitchell. What do you mean, Lieutenant? You are looking for this man, George Champlin. That's right. His body has just been taken to our morgue downstairs. What? Yes, you, what is your name again? Uh, I am Kozan Honored, Lieutenant. Yes. Uh, tell Mr. Mitchell what you have just told me, Kozan. Uh, yes. Uh, it was a bad thing. I-, I was leading my horse cart along a narrow road in the hills outside the city. Suddenly, I saw a car traveling down the road toward me very fast. 
It was weaving back and forth across the road. Oh, I was covered by fear. I looked for a place of safety, Confine but I could find... Confine your story to the essentials, Cousin. Uh, uh, yes, Honor Lieutenant. Uh, I jumped to one side just as the car hit my horse cart and plunged over the side of the hill. I ran to the edge of the hill and looked over in time to see the car burst into flames. One of my men nearby heard the crash and went to investigate. He found a body in the wreckage. We have identified that body as that of the American George Champlin. I see. Cousin, you said the car was weaving back and forth across the road as it approached? Yes, it was so. At first, I thought the driver was drunk. But then as the car drew near, it looked as though he was struggling with someone who was in the back seat. Did you get a close look at this other person? No. Could this other person have jumped to safety as the car went over the hill? Uh, that is a perhaps. Uh, the car hesitated on the side of the hill for an instant, then plunged to the bottom. Where uh, does this other fellow fit into the deal, Lieutenant? Uh, permit me. I am Abdul. What this man Cousin says is true. I was walking along the road when this car sped by me and hit his horse cart. Uh, did you get a look at the person in the back seat, Abdul? Only for a moment. It seemed to me it was a woman. A woman? But I could not be certain. Very well, very well. The two of you may go now. Thank you, honored lieutenant. Uh, thank you. But leave your names and addresses with the sergeant outside this office. It will be done. Uh, one question, if you will permit. What is it? Who is to pay for my horse and cart? You will be notified as to the insurance company involved. The matter rests between you and them. Uh, thank you, honored lieutenant. A most regrettable development in the case, Mitchell. Yeah. I suppose you know I'm also looking for some tape on which uh, Champlin supposedly recorded something pretty hot. Yes. According to our understand, it was something vital to our government. We did find a tape recorder and some spools of tape in the back of Champlin's car. What? But they were almost completely destroyed by fire. Hmm. You say Champlin's body is in the morgue now? Yes, downstairs. Come on. Let's take a look. There was nothing in his pockets, huh? No tape, if that is what you mean. Well, I guess we can't fight on anything more here. Brother, his clothes sure look like they took a beating. Yes, they are quite scorched. Yeah. You see how the sleeve pulls away in your hand? Debrick. What is it? Look, wrapped around his arm under the sleeve. A oh, fragment of tape? Yeah, just a fragment, but maybe it's what we're looking for. Come on, let's get a recorder and play it. <laughs> I'm ready, Mitchell. Let her go. Very well. I will start the machine. Nassif, you know who this is? Good. Now listen carefully. The meeting will be here on Thursday night at midnight. I... Just a minute. There is too much noise. There. I close the window. Now your job is to get the necessary equipment. You understand? Hmm? Do not tell me you are getting faint-hearted, Nassif. Of course many will die. That is the plan. <laughs> the Americans will be blamed for it. And do not let me hear any more of your stupid fears. Uh, one more thing. Contact the other party involved and have him telephone me for his instructions within 30 minutes. I will wait here until 10.30. There... 
That's all there is of the tape? Yes, the rest was burned beyond use. Oh, great. We've sure got a lot to go on. So there's going to be a meeting somewhere in Istanbul tonight. It has a lot to do with a plot to kill a lot of people. Look, I still don't see how my government can be blamed. It is very mystifying, Mitchell. We have only a recorded fragment of a telephone conversation to go on. But one thing is certain. We must find the location of that meeting place before midnight tonight. Yeah, but how? That guy on the phone wasn't kind enough to furnish us with his address. I... Hey, wait. What is it? Rewind that tape and start it over again. Very well. What do you have in mind, Mitchell? There's a sound in there I want to hear again, up near the front. Yes. Yes, I was wondering about that also. There. There, it is rewound. Now, here it is again. Nasif, you know who this is? Good. Now listen carefully. The meeting will be here on Thursday night at midnight. I... Just a minute. There is too much noise. That's the sound I wanted to hear. It sounds like a boat whistle, Mitchell. Yeah. Have you heard enough? Wait. There. I closed the window. Now your job is to get the necessary equipment. Turn it off. You understand? It's not much to go on, Indeed, but... it is not. All we know is that a boat whistle sounded as he was talking on the telephone. Yeah, we also know that that whistle was sounded at about 10 p.m. The guy on the phone said that he'd wait there till 10.30. That's uh, 30 minutes later. The pegs... The time for us, doesn't it? Yes, yes, but we still do not know where he called from. Yeah, that's what we've got to try to find out. And we have no idea what's behind this whole thing. And you've got me. Excuse me. I wonder... Lieutenant Deverick speaking. Yes? What? What? I see. Send him in at once. Mitchell. What's the matter? A very strange occurrence. This must be the man now. You, you are Lieutenant Deverick? yes. You are the one from the university? That, that is right, yes. I am Kumsar. Hey, you look like you've been tangling with a meat grinder. Tell us your story, Kumsar. I work for the university in their research laboratory. An hour ago, I was carrying a rack full of test tubes to the vault. I was attacked and knocked unconscious. When I recovered, the test tubes were gone. What was in these test tubes? Cultures of many rare bacilli. I have the list written down, as you can see. Skip the technicalities and give it to us in plain English. Very well. In those test tubes were some of the most deadly bacteria known to man. What? what? Look, uh, do you have any idea who jumped you? No, I, I uh, heard one of them called the other Nassif, I, I think it was. Nassif? That was the name the guy on the tape recording used. And he told him to get what he called the necessary equipment. It ties in, Deverick. But that means those test tubes will be at the meeting tonight. Eleven. Say, I've got a little story to tell you about that. One of my wife's girlfriends was saying the other night that every time she goes to the store to buy laundry supplies, it reminds her to buy a couple of boxes of Wheaties. She knows doggone well if she's going to do the washing. She needs all the stamina and drive and energy she can get. So, naturally, she starts wash day off with a good big bowl of Wheaties. What's on your things-to-do list for tomorrow? Maybe it's not the washing. Maybe you're going to go a couple of rounds with a vacuum cleaner or sell a man a new car or cultivate the South 40. Well, then, isn't it good sound sense to let Wheaties, good sound vitamins and minerals give you a boost? And if this is your vacation, why, you can even loaf better when you've had your Wheaties. Wheaties, the golden, lighthearted little whole wheat flakes 
that eat as good as they make you feel. Honest, substantial Wheaties. Each crisp flake made from a whole kernel of plump, ripe wheat. Well, how's about you? You just try it. Just see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. Now, back to Dangerous Assignment and Steve Mitchell. Mitchell, as you suggested, I have checked with all the boat companies along the waterfront. There is a ferry boat which makes a regular trip along the waterfront each night. At 10 o'clock, as it nears its mooring, it sounds the whistle. Mm, That could be the boat whistle we heard on the tape recording. Mm, But that whistle can be heard over this entire section of the city. That does not help us locate the room from which that man was telephoning. What time is it? Uh, Six o'clock. And we've got to find that meeting place before midnight. That doesn't leave us much time. Have you been able to think of any reason why you Americans would be blamed for anything that might happen with those deadly bacteria? No. I telephoned my boss, the commissioner back in the States. He's checking on it for me. So far, all he knows is that we've sent quite a few engineers and equipment over here. Yes, yes, I am aware of that, but I still don't see the connection. Look, Deverick, suppose you call the ferryboat company and tell them to have their boat stop its engines at 10 tonight and keep sounding its whistle. Then... Mount all the tape recorders you can get hold of on jeeps and trucks. Use the same volume setting that was used on Champlain's recorder. I, I do not understand what you have in it's mind. It's a slim chance, but it's our only chance of locating that room. Have your boys meet me at the ferryboat slip at five minutes to ten tonight, and I'll fill them in on the plan then. Attention, men! Quiet! Quiet. This is Steve Mitchell from the United States. You will take your orders from him. I want you men to start up this road which leads away from the waterfront. Station your jeeps at four-block intervals. When that ferry boat starts tooting its whistle in a couple of minutes, record it. Then drive a block away as fast as you can, cut your engines, and record the toot again. Each of the jeeps will cover four blocks. Lieutenant Deverick and I will cover the four blocks closest to the waterfront in our jeep. Now, when you've made your recordings, take them to police headquarters as fast as you can. Any questions? Okay, shove off and take your station. I hope this will work, Mitchell. Well, we picked a nice night for the job anyway. Look, the moon's just starting to come up over that building across the street. Ah, yes. One wishes he were not engaged on official business on an evening such as this. Yeah, I... (laughs) That's funny. Hmm? Looks like a man in the moon. I... Hey, Deverick. Yes? There's a guy on top of that building. Get down. Mitchell. Mitchell, are you all right? Yeah. That second shot hit the door handle beside me. <laughs> Looks like somebody doesn't like the color of our tape recorder. Come. We may be able to catch no, him. No, no. There's not time. It's 10 o'clock right now. There's the boat whistle. Start recording. The recorder's on, Mitchell. Okay. We'll drive to the next block now. Turn the recorder off and label the recording you just got. Yes. We'll take one at each block in our stretch, and then we're going to make a beeline for head police headquarters. You uh, got all the recordings together, Deverick? Yes. Six jeeps, four recordings each. Twenty-four recordings. Twenty-four hunks of tape. Well, I hope our answer's in there somewhere. What are you going to do with them? I've got two recorders here. 
Each of them is hooked up to a volume indicator. On one machine, I've got the recording of the guy on the phone. And on the other machine, you're going to play the tapes we just made, huh? That's right. We'll be trying to match the volume of that boat whistle. Now, watch those volume indicators. When the two needles hit the same spot on the dial, that's it. I am ready. Okay. I'll start the tape we made... Now, you start Champlin's. Very well. Just a minute. There is too much noise. No, no. Too loud. Shut it off. The one Champlin recorded was louder than ours. Okay, we'll try the one we made a block closer to the waterfront. But, Mitchell, we have 24 recordings to cover. This will take all night. If it takes past midnight, we're cooked. Come on, set up that next recording. <laughs> Start ours first, and then Champlin's. Very well. Just a minute. There is too much noise. Hey, we're getting closer. What recording was that you just played? Number eight. Okay, try number nine. I'll reset the original. Ready? Yes. Let it go. Just a minute. There is too much noise. Yeah, that's it. Look at the needles on those volume indicators. They're at the same level. Okay, turn it off. That was number nine, huh? Yes, yes, it was recorded nine blocks from the waterfront. Show me on the map of the city here. Now, very well. Now, let me see. Here, here, at this spot. Okay. And I've got the ferry boat's location already plotted. Now, I take this compass, I point the point at the ferry boat position, and the pencil on the spot the whistle was recorded from. Then I draw a circle. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I see. The two whistles were of the same volume. That means our number nine recording was made at the same distance from the whistle as the original tape. That's right. About a thousand yards from the whistle. It also means that the room we're looking for is somewhere on the circumference of that circle I just drew on the map. But half of the circle is out in the water. Yeah, we get a break. We can forget about that part of it. And another quarter of the circle is out in this side of the channel in the harbor. We can throw that out, too. Well, that just leaves us a quarter of it. Uh, are your men standing by, Debrick? Yes. Give them copies of this map with the quarter circle drawn on each one. Have them start along the rim of the circle from each end. Give them pictures of that dead correspondent. Tell them to try and find somebody along that route who remembers him. What time is it? Eleven o'clock. That's what I was afraid of. We've got just one hour to find that meeting place. So, we sit and wait and sweat. The minutes tick by. Eleven fifteen. Eleven thirty. Then, at eleven forty, Deverick's phone jangles. One of his boys has found a small apartment house whose owner remembers the dead radio correspondent, Champlin. Deverick and I beat it up. You say... You say you rented an apartment to this man, Champlin, several days ago? Yes, Lieutenant, but I have not seen him since. Here is the apartment. Unlock the door. Very well. Hmm, no sign of Champlin having lived here. Mitchell, it is obvious that he rented this apartment for but one purpose. Yeah, to make that tape recording. That sort of points to the apartment next door. Who lives there? man called Groven. But I do not see much of him. He comes and goes mostly by night. I think we're getting pretty warm, Deverick. Come on, out in the hall. What are you going to do, Mr. Mitchell? We're going to crash that party next door if there is one. Oh, please, I do not want any trouble. You got a key? Yes. 
Lieutenant Everick. What do you want, Turkan? This cablegram from Mr. Mitchell arrived at police headquarters right after the two of you left. Here you are. Thanks. From the commissioner back in the States. What does he say? It's a list of the projects here in Istanbul that American engineers are working on. Good, good. Maybe we can get some idea from studying it as to what is behind all this. Look, this is no time to be reading lists. Mm -hmm. I still want to find out what's going on in this apartment of next to Champlin's here. Give me that key. Here you are. Okay, get ready for anything, Deverick. Yes. Okay, come on. It is empty. Oh, great. Look, this has got to be the meeting place. Champlin already had an apartment in Istanbul. Why, why, why would he rent the one next door here unless it was to make that recording? Maybe, maybe the meeting has not yet taken place. Hmm. What time is it? One minute after midnight. Oh. Well, I guess the only thing to do is to wait. Hope we're not too late. Yes, yes. Oh, it's stuffy in here. I will open the window. Yeah, that is better? Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. What is the matter? Oh, brother, have I been a chump? What? I was what? so busily listening to the sound of that ferry boat whistle on the tape recording that I didn't pay any attention to another sound that was just as important. Look, this can't be the room where the meeting's to be held. But why not? You just opened that window. How did you open it? Why, I just pushed it open. Yeah, that's the point. It's a casement window. Now, think back to that recording. How did that guy close the window? Why, why let me see. He just... Wait, wait. He pulled the window down. Yeah, that's the point. It was an up and down window. And this one's a casement window. This isn't the room. Yes, yes, you are right, Mitchell. But that means we have lost. Where's that apartment house owner? Dragner? Yes. Look, Dragner, do you have any apartments in this building that have up and down windows? Why, I, why, I don't believe so. They all have casement windows. Except a little room on the roof. What little room? Oh, just a small place on the roof, which is rented to a friend of Groven. The man who has this apartment. Come on, Derek. You think that is the place, Mitchell? It's got to be the place. I only hope we're not too late. Here. This must be the door that opens out on the roof. Yeah. Mitchell, Mitchell, there is the room over there. Yeah. Sort of a poor man's penthouse. Wait. Someone is coming out. Yeah. One of them's got a little black bag. Abdul, the police, take care of them. I will take the bag. Anyone? Stop! Stop or I will shoot! You will not shoot! Out of the way, Buster! <laughs> Mitchell! Mitchell! The one with the black bag jumped over onto the next roof! You missed! Come on, after him! Careful now! Uh, Mitchell! Mitchell! Do you realize who those two men are? Sure. Cousin and Abdo, the two innocent peasants who witnessed Champlin's accident. That was quite a little act they put on for us. But now they've changed clothes and voices. Yes, yes. As soon as I heard Cousin's regular voice a second ago, I recognized it as a voice on the tape recording. I gotta hand it to them. That was a pretty neat cover. Hey, look. Cousin went through that door. When we reached the stairway, Cousin is nowhere in sight. We pound down through the building and out on the street just in time to spot a car pulling away fast. It's Cozen heading out of the city. Deverick throws a couple of shots after him, but they don't take effect. We grab the first car we see and start hightailing after him. We are not gaining much on him, Mitchell. I know. Where's he heading anyway? This road leads out to Lake Derkos. But why should he be... Hey, wait a minute. Did you say Lake Derkos? Yes, yes, why? That name rings a bell. I think the commissioner listed it in this cable. Let's see. 
Yeah, here it is. Hey, that's one of the projects the American engineers are working on. A new water filtration plant. Yes, yes, that is right, Mitchell. And that plant started pumping at midnight. It supplies one entire quarter of the city with drinking water. So that's the plan. Kozan dumps the bacteria in the water and then half the city drops dead. And Kozan's got a half a mile head start on us. We are almost to Lake Terkos, Mitchell. There. There is the water filtration plant ahead of us on that rise. Yeah, I see it. And Kozan is there. Look, he stopped his car. He's getting out. I'm okay. Here we are. He's heading for that water tank. Yes. Yes, look. There is the night watchman. There was the night watchman. See if we can get a shot at him, Cousin. Yes. Oh. Debrick. Debrick. Uh, just a shoulder wound. I am all right. Get him, Mitchell. It is up to you. I head for the water tank. And Cousin, if I've counted right, his gun is empty. If not, he's got a slug for me. When I get to the tank, he's halfway up the middle ladder. Then I spot his gun on the ground and know my arithmetic is okay. I start climbing up after him. He's almost to the top by now, but I'm climbing faster than he is because he's holding the little black bag of tubes in one hand. Just as he reaches the top rung, I grab one of his ankles. He kicks at my hand, grinding my knuckles into the ladder. I let go, then grab both of his ankles. He twists his body and pulls me off the ladder. But I'm still hanging on to his legs. He's only hanging on with one hand now. I know if he goes, I go with him. I swing back to the ladder and wrap my legs around it. Then I jerk as hard as I can. Ah! I get back down the ladder and Lieutenant Deverick is bending over Kozan. He, he is dead, Mitchell. Yeah? I shouldn't wonder. I almost went with him. One second more... And we would have... Yeah, one second more and we'd have been two too many. Well, it's pretty fitting, I guess. What What do you mean? Cozen was out to kill a lot of people with that little black bag. But that bag is the reason he couldn't hold on to the ladder. Yeah. Those bacteria were deadly, all right. To Cozen. Here is our star, Brian Donlevy. Well, Frank, I'm waiting. You're waiting, Mr. Donlevy? Waiting for what? Waiting to find out what you're going to say about Wheaties tonight. Oh, why so interested, Brian? Well, I want to see if you'll say about the same things I would... Well, let's see. Wheaties are whole wheat. Yep. And that means good, solid, all-morning-long energy. Check. Wheaties are packed with plenty of vitamins and minerals. Oh, lots of them. That help you feel better and work better and play harder. Check. Check and check. Wheaties taste so good. Check. Well, that isn't all, is it? Well, what do you... Oh, you mean see how... Check. See how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. <laughs> well done, Frank. You took the words right out of my mouth. Check, Brian. See you next week. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Dunlevy as Steve Mitchell, is written by Bob Reif, with music by Basil Adlam, conducted by Ralph Hollenbeck, and is produced and directed by Bill Karn. Join us again next Wednesday when Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell embarks on another Dangerous Assignment. Now, Brian Donlevy, I believe you said you had another word for us. Yes. I want to remind everyone that they can help feed Europe's hungry through care. 
5.50 to CARE, New York, will send a package of food to a hungry family in Europe. Mail your 5.50 tonight. CARE, New York. Next, The Falcon, one of three exciting mysteries, tonight on NBC.